Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. As it's Coach Jay, and this week, Shruti and I are talking about goals, about how we measure the goals. There's more than one metric to measure your success and the goals you're trying to hit, and let's not get wrapped up on that one that doesn't seem to be moving. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I'm here with Shruti, and this week we're talking about goals, but not the goal itself, but how we measure the goals. Everyone goes into New Year's, everyone's got that New Year's resolution or whatever, we start a new project or a class or fitness regiment or something, we always look at that finish line and the goals and, and how we measure it. And crossing the finish line is the goal. But there's other ways. And one thing, especially with fitness, is forget the scale. Don't look at the scale. There's so many other ways to measure that particular thing. And there's we get locked into that one way of measuring. And Trudy, have you found ways where you've looked at goals that you're trying to get to in your progress and you're so wrapped up on that one metric? that you measure with yet there's other things that have been going really well, but because that one metric isn't where you want it, you kind of beat yourself up. 100% Jay. I do that all the time. I mean, lately, you know, I've been getting more auditions and I do take a moment to reflect and be grateful for them. because I'm like, okay, at least that's a step in whether I book it or not. I know that I'm one step closer to my goal because I'm getting this audition. Now, if I book it, that's out of my control. But me doing the work and preparing for it and doing my best, that's in my control. So yeah, that that's a step towards my goal is getting even more auditions and more offers and more bookings. And I am getting closer to it step by step. But being an artist, you know, it's a little bit different it's not like going to a job and like okay I want to get promoted or you can relate to that too but yes I'm like I want a more high profile opportunity okay I've done my indie work I've done that I'm open to them open to projects but I want to get that high profile role or that project even if it's like one line how about you how do you how do you measure your goals and I measure it more on, on the progress. And I kind of look at it, and I've said this before many times, that I hate that phrase, I want to be better today than I was yesterday, or I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. My thing is, I want to be better a month from now. Because if you look at like the stock market, I use that as an example, it's that squiggly line you see going up and down, you, you gain, you lose, you gain, you lose. Well, there's always going to be a day where you're a little lower, and then the next day you're back up and then you're a little down and then you're up. And then there might be two days where you're up and another day when you're down after 30 days, hopefully you're in a higher position or a better position than you were when you started, but you're not going to always gain. You're not going to always set a new personal best on, on whatever that is. I mean, let's go with, again, going into the fitness thing. Everyone talks about their one rep max, how much weight can they lift? You know what? Maybe I do. 225 on the bench, but today, you know what? I'm just not feeling it. I'm only getting up to 215. That doesn't mean you went backwards. It just meant today is going to be a little lighter day. And there could be so many things that wrap into it. Um, same thing with, I mean, someone that loves to cook. It's like you, you make that batch of chili and it tastes great. And this time it's like, you know what? Something was just a little off. Doesn't mean you went backwards. It just means today just wasn't your day. And the next time you're around, it tastes just as good. And there's, there's so many different ways of, of measuring. Uh, I know my, my brother 
who we had on when I had Simon Says Farms on. And he talked about uh, smart goals. He's, he's doing something where he's weighing himself every week. Uh, and smart goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. But that measurable, again, going into the, the most common thing that everyone goes into New Year's is that fitness journey. Gym memberships go through the roof. Measurable. And obviously one way of measuring, are you getting what people think is healthier is the scale. I'm losing weight. Ooh, things are getting better. It's not always the case. You could be losing weight because you're stressed out. You're not eating right. You're, something else could be going on. And Jen, I was talking to Jen. She asked what the, uh, the topic was we were doing. And I mentioned this, she goes, I like the genometer. So what do you mean? She goes, how my genes fit. So um, I, I train her virtually online. I, I write out her workout programs. We check in on that. The scale's not moving as quick, but she's down two sizes on her genes. So how are you not being successful in your, reaching, reaching your goals? But yeah. again, so many people get wrapped up on that one metric. And when it does come to health and fitness, it tends to be that scale. But she's, again, she's down two sizes on her jeans. She's lifting more weight. She's not winded as much. Her appetite's up. She can eat more and not gain weight. All yeah. these other metrics that show that you are making progress and you got to look at different ways of measuring. 100%. I agree with you, Jay. I think there are different ways to measure. I, I really think about consistency. And I know for myself, like when I've lacked it and then I get upset with myself, And then once I'm back on track, it's about staying consistent because that's when you're going to see results, even if it's one step at a time. If you stay consistent, yes, you're going to have days in between where you're like, you know what, I just don't have the energy or the mindset today or whatever. You want to take that day of rest, as you mentioned, that that episode of taking rest and allowing yourself to not feel guilty about that because that's also part of the process in achieving your goals is you do need the rest too. It's, it's balance. You can't just be going, 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 going. You're going to get burnt out and then you're probably going to get sick and you're going to be cranky and irritable. And that's not going to do good for you or anybody around you. So do balance in between. Okay. Four days, five days, I'm going to stick consistently to this goal And then in between, I'm going to take like two days off for my mental health or for my physical health or for whatever. And then you see progress and it might not move as fast as you'd like. But like you said, one month from now, when you look back, you're like, oh, wow, okay, I did come far or I do see those ab lines. I'm starting to see them or I'm starting to see more muscle in my arms or my legs feel you know, more toned. My friend's been going to the gym like a beast every day. And I think within the year or within the no few months, she started to see results. But in this year time, like everything's firm. Her legs are like really firm, her, you know, behind and her arms, like from where she was. And yeah, like in between those first couple of weeks, she was like, I'm not seeing any results or I'm not seeing anything. But then you give it a couple months, you're like, oh, wow, like I really am seeing definition. So it's like the time will pass you by, but the consistency again is like where I think you can measure your goals and how far you're coming. Um, And there are going to be periods where there are going to be periods where it's going to be really high. And there are going to be periods where 
you're gonna kind of gonna be like crickets I'm like mm, not really like much and that's that's okay it comes in waves well that's the thing I mean we, we use the fitness one a lot um, just because there are so many different ways of measuring again the scale with the weight and body composition fat percentage and how much weight you lift I mean how far can you run stuff like that um, but it works with anything else if I mean if you're going to school and you're a math major and you start in first grade and we're doing one plus one, two plus two. And eventually you don't realize, oh, and now I'm doing five plus five and that much. Now I'm doing double digits numbers. I'm doing and 11 plus seven. And then all of a sudden it's two double digit numbers. And next thing you know, you're in high school and you're doing geometry and trig. And then you're in college and, and doing calculus and everything. And it's like, you don't realize that step by step that it's it's getting a little better, a little better. And just like you said, in the gym, everyone goes to the gym and 30 days later, like, oh, look at me, nothing's changed. I put all this time in and nothing's here. Um, but I was just listening to a podcast and then they mentioned you go to the gym for three, four, five, six months and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and the scale hasn't moved and everything's that. Then you go to a family picnic and everyone says, oh, you lost a lot of weight. You didn't lose weight, but your body composition changed. You you yeah. are leaner. You You are in a healthier position. And you mentioned, I mean, the, the health, the mental health, the emotional health. And, and I say that all the time, it's that health tripod, physical, mental, emotional, and don't beat yourself up. The rest is extremely important. Don't, don't push that seventh day working out in a sacrifice of your mental health. And all of a sudden you're stressed out because you're trying to push that seventh day in. If you need to just emotionally relax and take the physical day off, all three legs of those tripod, that tripod needs to be strong and sturdy, or you're going to fall over. Yeah, exactly. You need to take it. I think it's like steps, you know, like, um, I'm going to take like brainstorming or writing yourself a list. Uh, when you, you know, for your day, let's say you want to get a certain amount of things done, write yourself a list and then checking it off feels so good when you do it because I mean, some people can make themselves a mentalist and I applaud you for doing that. If I do that, I start to like overthink. I need to write stuff down. So like, okay, workout today. These are the three top things I have to do before I go to my job and then come home and relax. So I like to have, I think anytime I've done too many things and I don't get enough done, like where I write myself like five or six or seven things to do. I'm like, okay, let's start with three, like top priorities for the day. And that feels good when you're like, oh, I got this done. Oh, I got this done too. And then there's this feeling of satisfaction at the end of the day where you're like, okay, like I, I did that for myself. Um, one thing I, I do every single day and I've been doing this for years Whereas I wasn't before is I make my bed every day before I do anything, before I, you know, get started with my day, I make my bed nice, like neat. And they say, I think there's like a saying about like making your bed in the morning or something, or it's like, if you want to be successful, you start by making your bed every day. I, um, so when it comes to goals, there was a period of time because I'm, I have my hands in different things. Where I was getting like overwhelmed and like pinpointing, but I took a break from acting for a bit. And now my focus has shifted back to where I'm feeling called to it again. So I'm really putting my attention there. And when I tell myself, I'm like, okay, 
like I want to focus more on this area and I want to attract opportunities or I want to get more auditions, whatever. I noticed, and you and I were talking before about where you put your attention, your energy, that's where it flows. So let's say yesterday I'm like, oh, I like, I really want to get more auditions, like send me an audition, universe, whatever else in my mantra. And then within two days, I'll have something in my inbox for like, oh, we want you to send in an audition. So this is also part of it is, and I think I've said this in other episodes, is where focus on what you want and what you don't want. Both will happen. So when you're feeling, and this is the practice, when you're feeling negative or frustrated and you're like, oh, I don't want blah, 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 shift your focus and ask yourself what you want instead in that moment. So catch yourself when you say, I don't want, and then say, okay, well, what do I want instead? Now, that's where your attention is going to go and your energy is going to go on either. Well, on the shift your focus, I, I just posted something on, on my Instagram account, um, kind of along the same way about how you can measure your progress and, and measure your goals. I, I know uh, I live on the East Coast. I'm in Connecticut and you're, you're in New York and the Appalachian Trail cuts through both states. It goes from Maine to Georgia. It's a 2000 mile continuous hiking trail. And there are people that through hike this trail. And on average, it takes about six months to do it. So you have your tent, you have your backpack, your sleeping bag, all your food. Obviously you need to resupply. It's, by the time you're done going in and out of town to resupply, you're going 24 to 2,500 miles uh, and living out in the woods for six months. There's a guy that did it. And I believe 47 days running it. So an ultra marathon runner that ran the entire trail in 27 days. What's more impressive doing that whole 2000 plus miles in 27 days or living out there? Like what I was just looking up numbers and what's more impressive. Usain Bolt has the world record for the hundred meters at 9.58 seconds and under 10 seconds to run a hundred meters. The world, the official world record for the marathon is two hours, one minute and 39 seconds. And then there was a guy that did run it in an hour and 59 minutes and 40 seconds, breaking that two hour barrier. He did it as an exhibition, had timekeepers and pace keepers with him. Uh, so it's not an official world record, but someone ran a marathon 26.2 miles in under two minutes. What's more impressive? And, and that's the thing with, with me, since I had the stent put in, I, I referenced the 225 pounds. I can still bench 225, but I don't do it often. I can still squat 300 pounds, but I drop the weight and I'll do higher reps. Instead of running and nowhere near a marathon pace, seven and a half minute miles, I go out and run 10 and a half minute miles, but do a little more distance. I mean, my, my way of measuring it is, did I keep my heart rate under 150? Did I, I mean, was I, was my breathing good? So I'm doing it, doing the same thing. I'm still running, but my measurement is something else. It's not my pace or it's not my cadence or it's different ways of doing it. Yet it's the same thing. And sometimes you just need to look at different ways that you do things and realize you don't need to measure it the same way you might've. And that's it. As I hate using the four-year age or as we get older, because I don't feel old, but it is human nature and, and the human body. As you get older, you do need to change the way you do things. And, and some people have to change it sooner than others, but don't always go back and like, 
oh, geez, I did this in high school or I did this when I was 25 and now you're 55 and you're still trying to do something. Change the metrics, do it, do it different way. Don't make the, the time you're, you're measuring stick, make the distance that you traveled your measuring stick or don't make the, the one rep max of, oh, I did a 300 pound squat. No, I did 135, 20 times straight. There's still impressive feats. You don't always need to do it to that bigger number and, and don't get bent out of shape and, and don't let it affect you emotionally if you do need to change those metrics on what you measure your progress. Yeah, no, I think, uh, but I think people get caught up in that, right? Like, oh, I want to break the world record or not that that's like, that, that's a good thing. Like that's your goal. But I think people get caught up in Pride. sometimes more of the title of things than the actual journey of it. Which is like the most enjoyable thing because when you reach that, like, let's say that world record goal, right? Fantastic, amazing. But then as soon as you do that, you're like, oh, well, I want to do something else now. Like I'm on to the next thing and not even appreciating like where the journey of it. Cause I've seen that with many people and I've seen that within myself too at times in the past where I was like, okay, like I'm so excited about doing this project. And then once it's done, then I feel that unfulfilled feeling and it's like, why, why do we feel that? So, because are we really going with that goal or going towards that goal with a purpose? What's the purpose of it? And like you said, sometimes that journey is, is really more important than the goal. I mean, Gary V, Gary V is one of the, the more popular I mean, people that, gets followed entrepreneurs, um, a lot of motivational stuff. And his thing is he's a huge jets fan. He'd like to buy the jets, but he says it over and over again that, you know, actually buying the jets isn't as important to him as the journey to get to being able to do it. I mean, financially he probably could do it, be, whether it be him, his multiple companies, or he gets a couple other investors, he could probably buy it tomorrow if he wanted to. But he said it's not so much the actual purchasing of the New York Jets. It's just that journey and that process of getting to the point where it would be possible that's more enjoyable. And, and same thing. Sometimes it's not the, the getting to a certain body weight or body weight fat, body fat percentage. It's that constant working on it and making yourself better. It's not necessarily getting the role. It's the work you put into getting the role. Like you said, once it hits, it's like, all right, I crossed the finish line. What, what's next? If our goal was to win, every World Series champion out there would retire after their first win. If that was the goal. I mean, why do it again? It's not going to yeah. be any different the next time. And so sometimes the, the, those wins, and even if you're not a, an egotistical person or you don't have, I mean, pride that's, I mean, so strong it controls you, same thing. And the other day I went to the gym, I did a 300 pound squat. I did a drop set where I started at 300, went to 250 and just dropped, kept dropping it down. There was part of me, I was there with my son. I wanted to put 315 on the bar just to see if I can do it. But I said, you know what? I don't need to. And, and Shannon, my exercise physiologist, who I'm still in touch with from rehab, she was very proud of me that I didn't do that because again, I don't need to do it there's always going to be that, that pride part that's going to throw 300 and do that. My, my two reps just to say, you know what? I can still do it. 
there's going to be a day where I go out for a run and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to break an eight minute mile. I'm going to get out there and just do one mile. I want it under eight minutes just to prove to myself that I can still do it, but I don't need that to be the norm. I don't need that to be the way I measure it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that um, I also feel like being detached from things in a healthy way when it comes to your goals is actually one of the biggest keys to attaining that goal. So not being like, I think we can add resistance energy when we really, really care about something. We kind of get attached to a certain outcome of, of what we want. And that I think pushes something further away. Whereas you're like, when you go in with the attitude of like, okay, I'm just going to be present. Like when you just, it's not that you don't care. It's just that like, okay, whatever happens, happens. Like when you're hanging out. Okay. So I like to give this example. Like when you, when you're really interested in somebody, right? Like you're trying to like bring your A game or like, you're like I want to make sure I don't say the wrong thing. I want to say all the right things. Whereas when you're not interested in somebody in that way, you you're just like naturally more yourself you're more and that person the person you're not interested in is usually interested in you because you're just being yourself right and then same thing with goals I think you have to kind of treat it as that it's like well I'm just being myself I'm just being me um I actually had an experience the other the other day I was so tired like I felt I don't know what it was I don't know if it's the month of January or winter but I felt very like spacey um, and I'm not gonna lie, I can be a spacey person. That's just me. Welcome to my life. I'm Shruti, spacey girl sometimes. Um, and I was doing this audition. I had two auditions, and I was just like, I don't. And it took me hours to do just because I wasn't completely feeling aligned. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do a couple takes, and then I'm done. Like I'm not gonna do overdo. It. I'm just done. I'm gonna do it. Sent in one on my first take booked it like I wasn't even thinking about it I was like what like like I had no lines I had to improv the whole scene and it was actually like a really really big project and I I was so shocked when I I was like what I got like I got the call like I wasn't even thinking about this so that's what I mean anytime I've been too attached to something I'm like oh like I'm waiting for that email I'm waiting for that call doesn't come maybe till like two weeks later three weeks later but this is what I'm saying about being detached from what you want. Just really believing in yourself, in your skills, and just being the flow. It's not even just going with the flow. It's being the flow yourself. Yeah, you definitely need to be in control of what you're doing. You, you can't let too many outside and variables push you around. Uh, there are going to be times, though, and I'll use the case of me having the stent where you, you need to change the path you're going to, you're still going for that same goal. So in my case, I mean, health and fitness using that. Okay. Maybe I wanted to get to the point where, I mean, I was 10% body fat I was benching and well over 350 and squatting 400 pounds. And all of a sudden, you know what, something changed. I can still go the health and fitness route, but I got to do something else. And look, look at, and we'll take acting. I mean, how many of the, the younger action type actors are now doing comedies because they're 
70 years old and they can't run around and dive everywhere. And then I, I understand the whole concept of stunt doubles and stuff like that, but it still, it doesn't look right. And having this 75 year old person jumping in and out of flaming buildings, we know. And, and when it, so now they're going and doing comedies or, or someone that was doing more drama said, you know, I want to do something fun now or vice versa where some of, some of that might've been choice. They just wanted to try something new, but in some cases they're doing things different because that's what their body's allowing them to do. It's allowing them to do a movie. That's just a little slower pace where I mean, maybe they're just sitting down. I mean, Robin Williams, one of my favorite movies, Goodwill hunting. I mean, that was a, a movie where he got to pretty much sit in a chair and talk the whole time. He didn't need to run around and do anything crazy and, and jump around. And, and that wasn't the case of, of his, his body chain. I mean, Michael J. Fox would be a good example. He has Parkinson's. He physically can't do what he did in the back to the future days. So he has to change his roles and do something different, but he's still acting. He's still doing what he loves to do. He just has to take a different route to get there. And there's nothing wrong with having to make those changes. I know sometimes mentally it's not easy. It takes a lot to accept that. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's where you can go back to, I mean, having the people around you, that's the right people and having a coach that can help you with that. I mean, mindset is, is a big thing. And I go back to, I mean, the stent at first it was, why me? Why is this happening to me? I'm exercising, right? I'm eating, right? I'm doing everything right. Uh, and then I had the stent put in on a Friday by the following Tuesday. Well, it happened to me because I did everything right. I mean, family history, my father's had 400 attacks. My mother's had one uncle on my father's side, cousin on my mother's side, both grandfathers had multiple I and mean, family history. Didn't kick me in the ass, but it sure tapped me on the shoulder. I didn't have a heart attack because I did everything right. Now I know other people that have gone through I and mean, cardiac issues or other health issues that it takes them a long time to accept the why me. And it was pretty easy for me to say, okay, I had minimal damage because I was doing everything right. Having that support, having that coach, having that, that mentor, having someone there for you is, is worth the investment. I mean, it's your health, it's your mindset. And we invest into so many other things. You're worth having that person with you. Yeah. Having that support. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's super important to yes have that support and it's who you surround yourself with too is a big part of your goals it's like whether they're directly connected to it or not like who you have in your environment does affect you because they can make or break your dreams I mean I don't know if you've ever seen that video with Will Smith he's like look at your last five text messages look at the last five people around you are those people like throwing logs on your fire or are they pissing in it which it's true. Like if somebody is negative around you or like, is like, Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Like Jay or Shruti, you shouldn't be like, nah, that's like a little far fetched. Even though like at the end of the day, you make your decisions. That is, if somebody very close to you is saying that you got to wonder like, well, why are you saying that to me? Cause the right person, the, in my opinion, if a friend or family member is truly genuine they're looking out for you what they're going to say to you is maybe they they know nothing about your goals or they know you know like you want to be a certain weight or you want to reach a certain level they're going to say it's all up to you jay you're capable of whatever you set your mind to whereas the person who's not they're like mm, 
that's like a one in a million chance. They're putting their own self-limiting beliefs on you. And now you're like maybe doubting yourself, but it's how you take it too. Are you going to let yourself get triggered or are you going to let yourself be like, nah, I'm just going to let that roll off because that's not me. That has nothing to do with me. That's their own belief system. But again, then if that person is bringing that energy, is that someone you want to surround yourself with long-term? Yeah, you, you definitely need to be strong enough to know I mean, what's real and what's other people's opinions. I mean, that's that's definitely a, a tough thing. I mean, we've, we've all discussed it and you see it constantly there. I mean, that one negative comment has more power than 10 positives. I mean, we will all get wrapped up on the one negative that someone said to us, but we don't believe the compliments all the time. And And it's, again, it's human nature. I mean, we hate to chalk it up to that, but that's what it is. For some reason, we're wired to get distraught about that one negative thing someone said about us and a tough time accepting the compliments. Yeah, I think people have a tough time receiving sometimes. Like, I love to give compliments. I know you do too. But then on the other end, like, when someone gives me a compliment, I'm like, oh, like, oh, thank you. Like, and then I get all, like, flustered and shy. But I love giving them. So, like, then I'm like, why doesn't that person like receiving that? Like, why are they so uncomfortable? But then when it's switched around on you, you're like, oh, I get it. Like, I feel like I don't deserve this, but you do. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can have a balance of giving and receiving, and it's not about give and take. It's not like, oh, Jay gave me, like, treated me to dinner today. Like, I'm going to get him next. Like, it's, it's not about, I think it's more about your intention behind it. So if I give you a compliment and I'm expecting you to be like, oh, thank you. Like, then it defeats the purpose because my intention is I just want to make you feel good. And then let's say I text you like, Jay, like you're amazing. Like you're so inspirational. If that's really my intention, it doesn't matter if you reply or not or what you say, because I got my intention clear and I gave you a compliment. I want to make you feel good. That's it. But the give and take is like, oh, well, why didn't he say thank you? Why didn't he like say anything back? So, yeah, I think it comes down to intentions, too. That's a big one. Intention. We should talk about that in another episode is our what intentions say and what our intention is. But before going into situations. Right. That would that would definitely be a good topic. Yeah, that kind of just came about in our conversation just now. So before we go into closing, I uh, just want to say that Shruti and I thank everyone for the support we've had in the show. We're up to over 2,600 plays. Uh, I did mention it in the last show that we did set up a, a Patreon account to help offset the, the cost of producing this show. And that's at patreon.com slash the power shift mindset. And Anything you can do to help us is, is greatly appreciated. And Trudy, to start the, the closing part of the show, and what is your suggestion on people that might need to change the way they measure their progress? Again, we I keep going back to that scale one just because that's the one that so many people stick on to. Um, but even in something other than, than weight loss, I mean, something as simple as, okay, I want to do better at managing my checkbook or I want to do better at and spending time with the family or any metric that we, we have, we all tend to get so wrapped up on one way of measuring. How can we go about changing the way we look at something to make sure we're, we're constantly progressing in the right way. I think the 
it's just about honestly, I think it's just about looking at your own action. And are they aligned with what you say you want? So, you know how we say like actions and words match? It kind of applies to you too. It's for yourself and for your goals. Your words and your actions match. That's the biggest key, in my opinion. What about you? You know, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, just being able to look at, I mean, what is what is the real goal? I mean, what is is the goal? And I know I keep going back to the, the fitness thing. Is the goal to be lean and shredded or is the goal to be healthy? Is the goal for me to, to like you said, be, be authentic with it? Is the goal just for the clock to say, oh, I spent more time with my family? Or is the goal for me to legitimately spend time with the family and doing something um, quality versus quantity. I mean, we, we spent a little more time, but the little more time was that much more of a quality feel. And, and just looking at all different aspects and way of measuring what you're doing. Beautifully said. All right, guys, thanks for listening this week and enjoy the rest of your week. And we'll see you next week. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.